0: What's going on, HVAC crew? Welcome back to the beginning of part two of our awesome interview with Mr. Keith Flores, better known as HVAC God on Instagram and everywhere else. But um, you know, Dennis and I just wanted to welcome you guys back. You know, we kind of hacked the other one up just a little bit because it got really, really long, and we kind of felt there was a good middle spot in the beginning of this, or kind of the middle of this episode to really kind of transition into a even deeper. Um, conversation about building culture in the workforce so you know anything else you want to say dennis before we get this show rolling
1: i was gonna say so the the three and four man operations out there um
0: pay attention
1: yeah i i i, I put it on him to uh answer some questions here to help some of you guys out so uh that's what we're gonna get into
0: So, yeah, let's start that sweet chin music, Dennis.
1: Yeah, come on. that's that's what's i mean i'm telling you we're going this next change is gonna put a pretty good sized group out and we're gonna need some of them kids you know 19 20 whether they're gonna get their license or not but you know they still i mean you got to embrace it and start getting after it i mean
2: well let's go down that path so what what owners In all aspects of our industries, whether it's plumbing, HVAC, it doesn't matter. They got to look, take a step back and look at the culture. And is that culture bringing in the next generation? You know, um, that's where I'm really focused in on right now is, uh, you know, some guys say I'm too flashy, but I'm one of those guys that, hey, if we show some flash, these younger generations are going to start, hey,
0: what's he do? they kind of have to see the flash now yeah i I hate to say that but it's gotten to that point everyone is so desensitized for all the bullshit we look at on social media every day
1: well you gotta have a culture (laughs) at your yeah i mean you know i keep bringing this guy up this guy that's just getting going um i've said it on here a million times right like find you a distributor it sells a brand you like. It's a solid brand, whatever it may be. We don't, we don't like to jump on brands on here, but um, you got a good partnership, and you have got to build your own brand. And Of course, Keith, you can for I'm sure talk about that all about day, this, but uh, you got to build your own brand, right? The home—I mean, if you want to get down to the nitty gritty, right? The homeowner—they can Google all day, but man, they really just don't know. That's up to you right you got to walk in that call and yeah. you got to sell them what's out there on your van right yeah you're like well do you put this in Do you put that in yeah i mean we can you know actually we put this brand in and they're like i've never heard of that well it doesn't really matter because we're going to take care of you it's got a 10-year warranty we can throw a labor whatever like we'll be here it doesn't matter right what brand it is i was um, that's the brand we put in and Um, we'll take care of you from there. You know what I mean? I listened
0: to, you know, I was in, I was in three different meetings of contractors today, but I was in one that was fairly long and we were going through, um, just kind of some different follow-up he had had with different customers and he had had a customer that was bringing up, you know, why do you sell this brand or, or this brand, even though it's this, you know, sister brand Chevy GMC. Um, yeah. And he said, well, I buy it from them because my sales rep and that distributor that sells me the product takes care of me better than the big one that sells the other name that doesn't care that I buy from them. He said, I buy from someone that knows I want to take care of you. So they take care of me so that I take care of you. Um, But there's, there's a lot to be said about what it takes to build that kind of relationship and to be able to even have your own contractor say, Hey, homeowner, I buy this because of these people too.
2: 100%. And that that goes back to like what you guys were saying was branding. You know, um, that's you being a personal brand. So if if you are the sales rep for, we'll call it (coughs) Bubba's Air, and Bubba's Air needs a good sales rep, if you build that relationship between... Bubba's Air and Bubba's Manufacturing over here and those two reps, no matter how crappy or noisy that equipment is, Bubba's Manufacturing is going to make sure that we're going to get Bubba's Air's equipment quiet and they stand behind their product. Hey, that's building that relationship. That's bridging that gap. So, but both, it doesn't have to, like, here's my big thing. I don't care about brand, really. I really don't. I care about the relationship building in between right. me my customer me my distributor that's it if if I if I have if I'm selling the number one rated product out there but I have no back end support when it's DOA you know and, and they tell me "Up, oh, okay we'll get you another one out there tomorrow but you have to buy it and then we'll sit there and go through all the tra- okay you're not the distributor for me but if I buy it from a distributor B over here that says Hey, if it's DOA, we're going to rush you out a new one right away. I'm going to go with that yeah. one and make sure that, hey, your techs are trained or they're reaching out to me all the time. Hey, how's things going? What's going on? That, that particular guy, which I'm dealing with right now on distribution change, because my rep left, I don't have that guy anymore. So I'm like, and I lost that love that I was getting in between not yeah. the kickbacks and all that other stuff. Just I want I'm, I want more hey, a one-on-one relationship with somebody that's going to take care of my technicians while they're out in the field. And same with the homeowners. Homeowners are looking for the concierge service, right? They want yes. they want right. they want the on star of heating and air to be taking care of them where they don't have to worry about it. So that's a sales process that you have to develop, which I've I've developed over the years and it's changed multiple times, but
1: it literally, right. you have the steps of the process, right?
3: A lot of guys don't.
1: Well, I feel like our our homeowners are changing too, homeowners right? Changing I, I know you're seeing that. Yeah, you. So, for me, back in the just gotta adapt. But back in the day, they were,
2: you know, when I was out selling every day, it was like, uh, you know, Consumer Reports says this, this, and this, and you know, they got their little magazine out telling me this, and I'm like, AD <laughs> Power says this, this, and this, and yeah. Now it's consumers are so fast. Like you you tell them uh, you're changing out a hard start kit and they Google it, hey, it's $23. Why are you selling it for 849? Well, wait a second, that's not worth it. So yeah. what you gotta do is adapt to the time. So, you know, a few years ago, and I'm not gonna take full credit for this, but if back in 2008, I changed what I, how I adapted to the, you know, internet was I changed the names of the products Right. So I don't call them hard start kits. I, I you know, I'll, I'll call it, hey, a, an electrical distribution unit. Go fucking go look that up. Tell me what, what, <laughs> <laughs> right. good luck. Right. So you change the name just a little bit. You're not lying. That's just what your company calls it in their price book. That's it. It's the, it's right. the same thing, but it slowed down the customer doing these Google searches because you're, your customers nowadays they're they're very smart but they also are very dumb and I'm not going to ask you to cut that out. I'm being truthful uh, no, you're, no, me, no yeah we, they we don't see that on our tell, side too.
0: don't
1: worry <laughs> yeah I tell contractors all the time like dude they well, they don't understand, you gotta, they don't understand yeah. that the cost of what it takes for
2: me to move a vehicle to their home that it goes into that whole thing that whole price so when I sell uh you know a hard start kit for $849. That's the 24 hour service. That's the on-call service. That's the, the, the marketing that it took to get you there. That's the, the
1: vehicle expense. That, that's and
3: the whole
1: PL wrapped up into one. Yeah. Cause once you, once you put that hard start on, right. You own that. Yes. 100%. And if they, if, if, if it torches, you know, something uh, within 24 hours, right. You got to come back and, you think you're going to get to charge them again? No, that's well, built into that price. <laughs> like, it all
0: has to be. And there's and so they, many people yeah, now that they don't, they think they're it, something else. I know you can run with this forever as soon as I'm done. But, you know, they think if they're charging, they think if they're charging over a certain number, they're ripping people off. They <laughs> There's everyone, none of these guys realize that one of the reasons you charge what you charge is because you put in the hours to earn the right to charge what you charge everything you learned to get to that point wasn't free. You earned yeah, so the right to make your money. Go make it. It's okay. Just, so here's, you know, here's do the right thing.
3: Here's one of the All things I
2: that do. I, I, I laugh when I hear that. Yeah. Cause so I have a surgeon buddy and he's the top surgeon in the country and he gets to charge whatever the hell he wants. Does anybody question that? No. Okay. No. Now I have three <laughs> different law firms that represent me for three different reasons for three different types of businesses. One law firm charges 650 an hour one's 980 an hour and the other one's 16 1621 I think an hour. That's a huge gap right And th- those are all expensive law firms they're specialties in their fields and can I get a guy that will represent me for $200 an hour? Yes I can. but I choose to get these specialty lawyers, because they're very good at what they do in those individual fields. They're the best. So when a guy tells me I'm ripping them off because my average ticket is um, $17,228 for an HVAC system, no, I'm not ripping them off. It's fair market value. It's what I feel my market can bear, and it's what it costs me to do business to make a good profit pay everybody what they need to make and, and all
0: these guys that are hating on you for it don't even realize that the fact that they can even charge what they charge that's less than you they get charge that much because you help set the market higher so they could
2: well that's one of those things that i learned over you know over the years through all the different mentors i've had is i want to build better competition i want to show guys how to do a business properly And the reason why is because I'm building that competition so we can all profit. We're not ripping off customers. We're putting that stamp guarantee on every individual item. Like, so I had a class the other day that I was telling a bunch of guys in that, uh, you know, you can go back and look at all my installs or my service calls. And every time I ran a service call or an install, I would write and I took myself as a professional. So I would put the date. And if it was a service call, I'd put the date and what I did and just write it real small on the back and then I'd autograph it. I felt like I was the Kobe Brown of HVAC back then. You know, I'm here. I'm doing the best install you've ever seen. I'm going to autograph it. And if anybody ever sees it, they know I'm the one that touched it. And so I tell.
1: Well, until until Jeff came along. right? We all thought we were crushing it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. That
2: That guy kills me. He's he crushes it. But it's one of those things that I really like people got to understand that that's, that's such a, that's me taking pride in ownership. And so I really encourage, and my own damn son doesn't do it. And it drives me insane. I tell him all the time, like he's doing a, what's he doing right now? A VRF system in a residential home today. And I said, Hey, did you get before pictures? No. Well, you're wrapping up. You're doing, he just texted me a few minutes ago. I said, you're wrapping up, you're doing your, you know, final walkthrough with the homeowner. Did you take pictures? No. Dude, (laughs) (laughs) what drives me nuts about that is like, he does such nice work or any of these guys do such nice work and they won't, here's the reason why they won't do it. They won't post it and put it out there on social media because they hate the hate that comes with it. Yep.
1: They don't. Yeah, we got to for sure. I mean. I don't see it too bad, I mean, with with the, the few that we're following. Um, but, no, there's some, uh, it's there's some guys out there jumping. Yeah, just jumping it's, on there. There's
2: guys that, you know, it, to your face, they would never say it. Oh, no. Uh, right. It's not like I'm a tough guy. I'm just saying to your face, they'll never say it. But they they got the little UFC gloves on their fingertips, and they start just tapping away like crazy. And, mm-hmm. it's, and they, they're looking for a rise. And that's what I try and tell my son. I try and tell all my techs. I try and tell every tech I talk to, I'm like, hey, put it put yourself out there. It, who cares? Um, Joe Rogan's really famous for this is he says he doesn't read any of this. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah, he won't
2: any, read any of it. He won't read it. And it's smart because, you know, I when I I've put myself out there quite a bit and when I read that, yeah, I get frustrated. I want to send something back, but you know what? Now I've come to realize nah, yeah. it's not worth it. Who cares? Like they're just it's, there's a lot of haters out there and it is what it is for me. I just really feel like the guys need to get a little thicker skin because I grew up way different than the generations now. And, uh, I just feel like, Hey, don't sweat it. Don't like for one, we shouldn't be sweating it. And on the other side, the flip side, those guys shouldn't be post or, uh, yeah. those posts and putting all that neg- negativity into the industry because, We'll never grow if we keep on doing this. And me and um, HVAC Reaper guy uh, had a whole podcast basically about this one time. And it was, you know, a lot of guys go down those paths of just they want to talk crap so bad. And I see it even on Jeff's. And I'm like, why? There's no way people could talk bad about that guy's installs um, when he's such a perfectionist
1: yeah yeah it's just what he and he he'll tell you know we had him on the show and he's like look i, I go really far probably further than i should but that's what i do right let me do my thing um
0: and
2: i, love I like taking them, pictures I of it and
1: posting it i love it and
2: yeah i love yeah i love seeing the pride and in- Especially that guy's work, has, you know, the only thing uh, like I told him when I, when I was talking to him in Vegas, I said, dude, get rid of those damn ear things. He's all, that's my brand, oh, man. Oh, Lord, <laughs> the gauges. I was like, man, you kill me with those things. But that's the old school of me. I, I I admire that guy. I really do because he he's one of those guys that he will bring up another generation for us. He will, he is putting out a product that's superior and I guarantee he's not charging enough for that product because when I look at his stuff and how straight and clean and how much time he's taking on it, you know, it's amazing to me. And I'm not going to just single him out. There are a lot of guys out there that do a lot of good stuff for our industry, especially through the social media. Um, You know, I can't, I can't tout it enough of how great some of these guys are. Um, HVAC tactical is doing a very phenomenal job. Um, there's, there's guys out there, solder is doing phenomenal work out there. Uh, you know, yep. there's just so many guys that I, I'm, I'm going to rattle off so many names, but so many guys out there that are doing so much for the industry. And I really appreciate what they're doing, whether they know it or not. You know, I, I, I don't go on my social media enough anymore because I'm too tied up in all this other, these other businesses I got going on. But I try – anytime somebody sends me something, I try and repost it for them and I try and comment as much as I can on stuff that I see or somebody tells me, hey, check out this one because I want them to know that guys like me, whether they look up to me or not, guys like me are saying, hey, good job. If I see something crappy, I don't – I never post any – like I won't say nothing bad but what I will do is I'll send like a DM and say, hey, dude, next time – Maybe take a look at this or maybe you couldn't, but on the next one, you should think about doing it. Like I'll, I'll say stuff like that. And I tell him, right. Hey, no, I hope you don't take offense to this. Like I always start off with, Hey, don't take offense to this. This is just something I saw. And I didn't want to put you on blast out there. You know, that's the last thing you want to do. Yep. And so I hope these guys take it for granted that a guy like me that takes so much pride in the industry and takes so much pride in his own work, when I see something that, they could tweak just a little bit and I'm not calling out like line sets or anything like that. I'm calling out like, you know, Hey, the disconnect, you can't even open it behind the unit or you can't do it that way for a certain reason. That's when I say something, but, and it's very rare, you know, it's typically when somebody tells me, Hey, look at all this flack, this poor guy's getting. That's when I'll send, you know, a private DM. Hey, you know, there was a, a, I think it was probably, about a year and a half ago, a bunch of guys between um, HVAC Outlaw and I can't think of all the different guys. There was a bunch of guys going around, and they were all fighting on social media. And I did a live, I did a live by myself, saying, "Hey guys, basically, can't we all just get along, guys? Like, hey, stop being stupid. Like, you guys are all big influencers in our industry. Shut up and get along with each other. Stop bad mouthing each other. Let's rise it up, you know? Because Outlaw." Uh, HPC outlaw or nine four nine outlaw. Um, he does a lot of good stuff, but a lot of people go after him because he sells a lot. And that's that right. that shouldn't be a problem. You know, we're all selling in life. Whether yeah.
1: we're selling a oh geez whether, oh, yeah. we're, we're selling something
2: yeah we're, whether we're selling you know getting supersized at McDonald's or whatever they call it these days uh you know that guy's selling you or you're selling them why you don't want to do it or why you got the bigger Red Bull versus the smaller Red Bull or why you and your wife you got some from your wife last night because she didn't have a headache for once and you you know somebody's selling somebody something every time right. and that's why makes a transaction
0: whether we want it and I try to
2: explain because you get these guys on on these platforms that go I'm not a salesman I'm a service
1: tech dude you're a salesman everybody's selling something you just okay yeah when you you diagnose it and that and that 25 year old system has got a bad compressor we'll just use that that's the old go to Um, what are you going to do right you just going to go buy it and fix it no you got to sell them something right you got to tell them what you're gonna do? Give them some and options. If you don't. You're selling. Yeah, if it you is. It is what it is. It's. what its its do not get into a service industry and say I'm not gonna sell anything. I mean, you're you're in the wrong business. Like, that's what we do. I mean, it, it just, you know. Yeah, I mean, I came I came up from a company, and it was just me and him. And trust me, we were fix it, Felix. Man, I was so pumped to fix something. Um because that's just what i like to do and then and we turn around you know two summers go by and we're like shit, we're not making any money here like we are fixing everything but you know all those ones we fixed took a dump again right because it was a a band-aid at the end of the day we really didn't do the homeowner any justice um we just got them another summer um yeah they're gonna call us back because we took care of them but we started to figure out that and that's what i was gonna i was gonna run by you don't have to take too long on it but uh that three to four man operation man getting over that hump you got any tips for that we got a ton of guys like that on the show (laughs) where they just they're just grinding it out right like what you what what got you over the hump when you hit that mark and you know the mark i'm talking about
2: yeah so there's walls right there's walls is what i call there's the one million dollar wall the three million dollar wall the six million dollar wall the 12 whatever you want to call it there's walls they're they're humps, whatever it is
1: there's the sweet
2: spots right
1: you yeah walls is a better term (laughs)
2: than a hump yeah
1: you literally
2: have to so when you're you're in that three to four guy thing that's a tough tough area because you're still out there you're taking the calls you're you're running the calls, you're selling the calls, you're installing the calls. You might have a service tech or two and you might have a couple of installers. Right. You have to literally pay attention to what your operating costs are and scale back so you can put somebody out there to pick up your slack because you need to focus on the business. And that's been yeah. time and time again. People have told everybody this, but it's the truth. You really have to put enough money Split out that and spend the money and take the time to grow your business and work on the business to start understanding the business. What that means nowadays, you have to pivot. And when you pivot, that means basically your marketing, you got to figure out where you're going to spend your marketing. It's not yellow pages. It's not Yelp. It's every market is different. Our market's way different than everybody else's market. You have to understand your market and you have to, sometimes you have to bite the bullet and hire, you know, I market solutions I don't know if you guys know them They're, Gary Ellis is a good friend of mine um, they he owns a, a web development company he also owns you know heating and air conditioning companies as well but they do web design and social media and that type of stuff you might have if you're not good at it you're gonna have to source it out right and right. that's how you're gonna get past that hump you got to rip the band-aid off and there's sleepless nights like how am I gonna make payroll you it's part of being an entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. You you decided to be that entrepreneur, so how do you do it? You have to build a good brand. You know, I'm so sick and tired of seeing these trucks that have, um, we'll call it Bubba's Heating and Air, Plumbing, Electrical, Garage Doors, Air Conditioning, Window <laughs> Air Conditioning, Chillers, Furnaces, and they have these long lists of stuff, yeah. right? The Land service. Yeah. So <laughs> why don't you why don't you just put Bubba's heating and air. That's it. And put, put it big as hell across your vehicles and put a good logo. You don't have to hire, you know, I won't mention any names, but you won't, you don't have to hire a massive marketing firm. Just go into your local sign company and say, here's my thoughts. This is what I'd like. They can throw five or six different designs up for free. It takes them no time at all. And then guess what? You built a brand. Now you start putting it on everything. Everything you touch, everything you see, like everything I do, I have either HVAC God on it with my logo and brand or HG Home Services with my logo and brand on it. And everything I do, like from my vehicles to, you know, the gear I wear, like even on the inside of my suits, it has private label HVAC God. Um, My tailor does those for me. And it's like you have to live and breathe your brand. And if you don't, yeah. you're probably not going to grow. There's, there's some big killers out there right now that are doing 50 to $100 million. Those guys live and breathe their brand. Their entire their entire um, progression of their business was, hey, this is my baby. I'm going to grow it. There's a guy out there by you guys. I don't know if you guys know him, Blanton's Heating and Air. Yep. Big Willie. He's an old friend of mine.
1: Yeah, I know Blanton's. Yeah. yeah, so... I actually, he's actually a customer of ours. Okay, and, uh, so
2: Shannon and Shannon and Will, I, I always mess with them. Um, used to call him Big Willie. He, they, they live and breathe their brand, right? They're, they're th- what? He's third generation now, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, he don't. He's we're not his main brand, but he he buys a little stuff from us. Yeah. So- but our, our salesman out there is is always trying to get him. Yep. Um, so but he's a, he's a monster
2: he's out there. He's third generation. Especially. But you know what he did he, recently? He went and rebranded because he knew the brand was kind of stagnant. They weren't knowing where they wanted to go. And I'm not saying anything out of the norm. Me and him never had a private conversation about this. Um, I just see it on social media. And that's how I know that he pivoted. It, it wasn't right. probably where he wanted to be, so he grew it. And he's a great operator. I don't know how he became such a great operator, but he's a great operator. Um, He's somebody that right now they're building a whole school within their company, which is great. Um, Right. But that's one of those companies that I look up to due to the fact that it's his grandfather started that business.
1: You know? Yeah, that's sweet. I mean, I, I wish I could have, you know, my dad, I I got all the carpenter skills and stuff from him and I wish we could have took that further, but. Um, yeah i think it'd be cool to grow up in a in an hVAC company I mean yeah, it's a great trade man bet, it's the last good trade i think
2: i bet you will yeah. if you ask him he probably didn't think that growing up it was great right. to grow up in an hVAC company. right like you know <laughs> you don't think it at the time you know i didn't um right you know i hated the the part i hated was i was always hey Matt, matt's Matt's uh, future brother-in-law, so everybody had to walk around with kit gloves. Or I'm the owner's son because my dad, and my uncle had a business for a long time together, big big shop back in the uh, '80s and '90s. And they they made me clean toilets and do this and that, and just because you know they just like to razz me a lot. Right. <laughs> it was just one of those things, and I didn't. I I, I that was the part I, I didn't like. The part I loved was, again, back to the camaraderie. The blue collar thing was was a great, phenomenal thing growing up. So some people some people don't understand what it's like to go in and out of the businesses Um, as a generational guy. And like you said, you, you know, your your family had a business and it was cool, but it really wasn't what you wanted to do. You didn't feel at the time. And that's how most most of the generations are now. You know, when they're getting in, they don't want to go into their par- parents' business unless there's a something something revolutionary that's going to change something. They probably don't want to be in that business because they just see their dad grinding out. Um, there's nothing. There's no big succession
0: plan. There's nothing there. That, and was, right. that was me and my dad's uh, head Yeah. Break. That was a headbutt. And I just was like, man, I can sit here and we can fight every day over stupid shit, just stupid shit. Or, you know, I worked my ass off working for him and working weekends so I could afford to go to school to get a degree to go attempt to do something. I'll go get a job. So I went into distribution, but I went into it with a different mindset because I knew what it was like to be the three to four guy that didn't have a distributor that really, really cared. So I wanted to yeah. be the different kind of sales rep. And it'd be cool to get
2: a that understands how to get guys to the next level. And um, it's very difficult to find, even to this day, you can, and we talked about this a little bit, um, you know, finding these, call it what it is, hacks that are out there that are consultants, that are success groups, that you know they're teaching all these guys these KPIs and not understanding the true meaning of being an entrepreneur because they never own their own company before and they can't get to the next level so they they hire these guys to come into their businesses and start developing but yet they're really all they're doing is taking their money and giving yeah they do have some old school ways and stuff like that but there's I don't know of any of those big firms that are actually doing anything right for our industry other than creating more consultants um, and right. building these guys that say they were, you know, top salesman of the year and for five years in a row. And now I'm going to teach all your texts. Well, wait a second. Okay. You were probably handpicked cherry picked calls and this, that, and the other thing. And, like, what do you actually know about building a business? No, I know how to run a call. Okay, great. Stay in your lane. Don't start telling guys, hey, this is what, uh, you know, three calls a day and they need to have a 70% closing ratio and the average ticket needs to be $6,200. And you don't know that stuff because you don't know the business. You have to take a look at each individual business to see what the actual business should be charging and what their P&Ls actually look like. You know, I had a guy recently ask me what the hell a PL was, and he's owned the business for four years. I'm like,
0: hey. you know, so we, I sat through I sat through one of these seminar classes that kind of like we're talking about. The last time we had one of our one of our big uh, national conferences, and we sit through this, and this guy's telling you how he took this business from here to here to here. But the problem is, he didn't he didn't come from heating and air. He made his money somewhere else. He bought this floundering second generation company that the kid didn't want. He bought it with big money. Then he threw big money into it. But, Mm -hmm. you know, and then he took because he threw big money into it. He stole. He's like, well, you know, I made sure that I was getting the best text from every company in town. I was like, well, that's not really a it's not really a plan. You just threw more money at it than anyone else. And, and, you know, he, he goes to this hour long class of how he just threw money at it, but then it started to make money because he threw money at it. Well, none of these guys sitting in this room had $30 million to go dump in a company to make it work after they threw 15 at it. They don't have this. This, does not a, this doesn't do a damn thing. All my guys that flew 12 hour or drove or flew or whatever, 12 hour drive, four hour fly from home to listen to your bullshit got nothing from it <laughs> because it, that's not how this world works these guys have three employees and they're trying to figure it out this guy's got 10 employees trying to figure it out he doesn't have 15 million he can just dump in it and make it work because
1: well he had the money to do it well he's still trying to make payroll
2: yeah he's not God, me nuts. they're not worried about it so that's where it circle and then they saw you
0: know Sorry, but then you know, this no. guy that threw it in and sold the company five years later. Well, well, I sold it. You know, I bought it for ten, dumped fifteen in it, and sold it for thirty. Okay, what did you do for our industry? Not, not a fucking thing. Sorry, you no, didn't. You created more wars. He created, getting, he created, <laughs> more he created yeah,
3: more
2: wars in your here. industry. Like, so what? I'll circle all the way back to it. Is those three and four man shops? Those guys need to be brand loyal to themselves. Not necessarily branding, you know, the manufacturer, and literally right. focus in on their area and their customer, their main clientele. And if they don't know who their main clientele is, their main clientele is probably in a five-mile radius of their shop. You know, yep. a lot of guys, right? right. Of the three and four-man shops go, they'll go out forty miles. Yes,
0: just to I just see it all the time.
1: Oh, when I was God, in Atlanta, man, holy cow! Yes, yeah, he time. was like we don't have enough calls coming in. You know, this is when we had, we probably had, uh, we had four techs. That was, it was, I was one of the techs, And then we had like two or three install crews. Um, and we were all selling texts, right? That was my yep. other question to you. We didn't, we didn't have a salesman at the time. Mm-hmm. He would run sales calls and all of our texts would, you know, you diagnose the system and then you go in on the kitchen table and you spread out all your stuff. And <laughs> now you got your sales hat on, right? Like, um, and we would all compete, you know, against each other, but, um, the, we would, Oh God, Atlanta. He's like, man, we don't have a lot of, we don't have any calls coming in. I took some calls on the other side of Atlanta. I mean, if you know anything about Atlanta, the traffic, yeah. it was like, I, 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 sat in traffic for two or three hours the wind to get out there. And I'm just, a, I'm like the fifth van in line to give a quote on a change out and, you know, it's it's like not happening. We, we nobody even knows who we are, um, and he just kept branching out, branching out further, further away from the shop. And now all his work is right around his shop. Like, yeah, because you gotta that's be, where he's at.
2: You got to build that brand, and if you don't have the $15, 20 million dollars, like you know the last guy you were talking about, you got to build that brand around your shop and just focus in on that clientele. And you got to figure out your clientele really quickly, um, but you know. What I what drives me insane is seeing, you know, the little three man shops and I, I I love those guys, but what drives me insane is they'll come in and undercut you like crazy because they don't understand what exactly. they're actually doing. So they need to right. really focus in on building a brand. That brand is that recognition that the customer keeps on saying and keeps on saying over and over and over. And so you have to like go into the local sign shop, figure that brand out, create your logo and start putting it on everything possible, you know, try and get into some of your local community type deals, baseball, whatever it is, soccer. I don't know. Everybody's locations are heavy into something.
1: Right. That,
2: that will make a big difference.
1: And you got to look big. I I mean, yeah. Yeah. I I tell this story a million times on here when we got our first van wrapped and I drove up to this lady's house I was the only tech. He was the owner. He was running calls. We would do a change out in the morning. And then I would, we would both run calls the rest of the day. And, um, we got the first van wrapped and I pulled up and the lady's like, Oh yeah, I see you guys all over town. And I'm like,
0: you're like, dang, uh, I drive a lot.
1: Yeah. That's just me. Like <laughs> You're just seeing me. Um, but that, that's how she saw it. Right. Like, and that was one van yeah. in that little town catching a bunch of You know, I would catch, a million freaking calls a day. Um, of course, we look back and think, well, that was ridiculous, but um, not profitable at all. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you guys are all over town. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, we, shoot, yeah, man, we got 15, 20 guys. I mean, we're, we got you covered. And it's like me and him. Like, yeah. that was it. You got to look big, right? We look big. The van was clean. Uh, you know, we were rocking the polos and, and khaki shorts in the summer. Um, You just, you just be professional and look big. You know, you open the door and and 10 Mountain Dew bottles fall out in the driveway. Yeah. I hate stuff like that. Hate it.
2: Yeah. I'm big on appearance. Of course. Um, I'm big on making sure that every, like the technicians shouldn't be closing their own calls. Um, Technicians should be doing flips. That's the big thing for me. Uh, Right. But they should be. Well, that was my
1: question to you. Like, when do you think that starts? Right? Do you start? Let's 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 keep the three to four man going. Right? Yeah. Do you do you find you a good young salesman? Like when does that happen? Right? Yeah, when do you, you bring when that? When do you in? go
0: from having selling tech to flipping tech?
2: If you have if you have four guys, you have four guys you can all flip to. You see what I'm saying? So it doesn't have to be one guy. If it's T, right you. and a process is followed. It's it's not rocket science. So you got your technician or your installer, whoever it is out there, that's putting in the product, the process, right? And they're going through and building that rapport and that relationship. And when the customer starts asking, well, what, how much is it? I'm just the nuts and bolts type guy. Let's let's go ahead and do your repair today. We'll get this knocked out. Do the repairs. Here's your four options or your pairs. There's. One for $189. There's a one for $389. There's one for $789, or there's the option to absolutely do nothing. But let's get, let's figure that portion out, get you up and going, and then what I can do is get a field supervisor once this is done and take a take a second to look at this, and maybe we can credit that towards a down payment on a new system. How's that sound to you? You know, you're not the sales guy; right. you're removing yourself, and then you bring in, you know, Bubba over here that you know was working on, you know putting in a changing out a compressor he's trying to dust off you have extra you know shirts hopefully everybody carries an extra shirt on their vans and goes into that customer's house and it's already teed up there's already a deposit because they put you know 800 dollars down on a repair and that's a deposit towards that new system so yeah we can go ahead and credit that towards your new system and here's your three systems which one would you like to choose from good better best I mean, some guys do four or five systems. I try and keep it simple. Try and do three,
1: right? And
2: then let the customer decide and base it off of payments, one hundred percent, not actual upfront money, right? And then from there, you know, that guy gets to make those decisions with the homeowner. But he's looked at as a senior supervisor. It it could be a twenty-year-old kid. It could be a fifty-year-old guy. It doesn't matter. It just It's somebody coming out and taking a second look at the system for the homeowner. It's not costing them anything,
1: and well, and you're spending more time with them, right? And and they're building Building
2: rapport, building rapport, and then they make a decision right then and there. And then if they can't close it, you have you know yourself who hasn't touched the customer or somebody else. uh, Hey, this is the field supervisor. I just want to follow up. Make sure you have any other questions or concerns. No, you don't. You don't want to move forward with this. Okay, great. What was holding you back? Okay, great. All right. Do you mind if I circle back with you in a month and make sure everything's working? Okay, great. Nope. Six months. Okay, great. You want to keep going down that path until you get the no, stop calling me or no, I'm good. I went with somebody else or no, um, call me back in six months. Right.
1: And that's what Oh man, the, the, you have to get the follow-ups are huge, man. Huge. You have, to get,
2: you have to get out of your comfort
1: zone. Right.
2: There's There's nothing going to happen in that comfort zone nothing No, and so that's where it really changes the real guys from the guys that are just going to be stuck there with the three and four man shops yeah and you got to be willing to take those those chances man if you're not a risk taker you be cool with working out of your garage and just keep going at it (laughs) but if you're a risk taker you know because it takes you know if you don't have capital behind you it, it takes a lot of stress a lot of you know um argumentative nights uh with the family it takes uh you know a lot no, of stress geez. going on so you know and you have to have that partner that's right along with you that's hey let's do this and that person understands hey he's going through this or hey get out of bed get to work you know like not somebody that right. wants you at home at three o'clock or at home um until nine o'clock in the morning or. You know, it has to be that person that's pushing you and driving
3: you.
1: Just yeah, I was uh, thankful for that. I mean, my uh, my wife had no idea we were about to go down the old HVAC road. It <laughs> was—I uh I feel like it's probably got the highest divorce rate in the industry, right? <laughs> like uh, ten o'clock, ten o'clock, ten o'clock. Like you know, Easter, Easter, oh, famine. Man. but. She's a ride or die, right? You got to have that for sure. That's, I feel like that's more important than anything for an owner. I mean, that home life, man. Yeah, you have to have somebody
2: somebody that understands, you know, the business and what. Thankful for me, I'm in a situation where now my office is probably, I don't know, two minutes from my house, which that could be a bad thing or a good thing. But my my wife has her her own desk there that she'll come and hang out my. Um, little girl she has her own little desk there where she can come and hang out after preschool Um, I enjoy those moments uh, where I get to see them or my wife uh, is very creative so she helps me you know build business plans and presentations and you know because I do do a lot of coaching uh, for companies so she's the one that pretty much preps me and puts all that stuff together because I'm terrible when it comes to that I didn't go to college you know uh, right. she'll, she'll read an email and go, You sent that? Oh my, please don't send that again. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey. You
1: can't put hashtags in
2: that thing with an email.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. So, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll post something. She goes, Did you read that before you posted it? I'm, no, uh, Oh, crap.
1: No, I was talk to text, right? You got to watch that. Though. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: it's, it's one of those things that, you know, we, I'll circle back to the three or four guys, the three man shops, because it sounds like that's where you guys probably have the most problems. Is, and that's everybody. It's not just in a. Yeah, that's, 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 a oh, that's a, yeah, that's, nationwide,
1: that's for nationwide for sure. Nationwide, and um, it's that if you want to grow, right? Yeah, I've always told guys too. Like, some guys are 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 cool with that. Man, they make a good living, and they're all comfortable and they they shut it down on you know a certain time and is what it is
2: it's that fear it's that fear that they have of failure
1: or that right. fear
2: that they're going to make the wrong decision um you gotta you gotta you know embrace it and just go for it rip the band-aid off and if these guys really want to grow that's what they have to do i have a, a local guy that is i will not even call him a competitor but he's been around for a long time and he's well known in in the local community but i did some coaching for him and it was it was funny because you know we'd set meeting times for 7:30 and he'd show up at 8:45 because he caught you know a good wave and wanted to surf and you know his <laughs> his wife was not you know where she, is he hiring you he
1: know if hiring? he's hiring yeah. <laughs> <I'm just kidding.
2: laughs> you know the the wife wasn't where stay wanted to be and so there was always this like conflict going on and finally i basically fired him as a customer which people you know some people look at me and go what and i'm like they were like he was paying you and i'm like yeah but he didn't understand what what it takes to grow a business hell he didn't even you know, know what he was paying you for yeah it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't make sense for me to help try and help somebody that doesn't doesn't want it or doesn't and they're comfortable so you got to know that you it's not an eight to five job it's a it's a grind it's a hustle um hustle right. a lot of people think a hustle is a bad thing kind of like salesman no it's a freaking good thing man hustling is a.
1: I feel like hvac is the, is a is the true hustle all the time it's it's In all sides of it, right? Like our side, your side. It doesn't matter, man. Um, when
2: I reach out to my fucking uh, distributor and I tell him, hey, dude, I need this, this, and this. And you go, Keith, no. Hey, dude, yes, I do. And I want it by this time. He's, all right. I'm now now it's his hustle. right? Then, <laughs> like it's, then, it's, then I hear him going, man, on his end, I guarantee he's calling the branch manager going, hey, you got to open up. Flores wants it opened up. Yeah. <laughs> Florence needs this and Florence needs that, and they're going. It's Sunday, dude. It's Easter. It's whatever. And so, uh, you know, uh, God over there thinks he's God and he wants it open, so we got to open it. And but hey, that's man. the. That hey, I want to I've with.
0: made. I've made the Saturday night midnight drive to the branch to get control boards. I've made them because 100%. that's what you do as a freaking sales guy. You know, the yeah, phone rings at eight o'clock and your wife's like, "God, really." Justin's calling you again yeah she's like shit well tell Carrie I said hello damn it you know I mean because you know she knows them all because all we ever do is talk about everyone I talk to all day
1: man I got we were I think it was this past Sunday um, me and my wife you know sitting up in the bed she's getting ready to you know go to sleep and I'm sitting there on my phone just trying, trying to get sleepy and it's probably 10 o'clock at night and this text comes in it's like a picture of a thermostat or something and i'm like okay because i get random shit like that as a tech guy um and he sent it right so he wouldn't forget the next morning but i just went ahead and engaged on it right like what you got here and he's like uh oh okay um (laughs) shit like we went through the whole call like right then just texting back and forth and uh he was just a tech for a pretty large company and he said man i can't believe you i was not expecting you to you know i was gonna call you next morning and leave a message and tell you i sent you these pictures and i was like man i was up man i mean i've been there you know hell you could have been in a crawl space for all i knew and that
2: That's called great customer service because we have a distributor out here that's really large in Southern California. Needs They've branched out. They're independently owned and operated. And they have, I mean, they have probably I don't know, 25, 30 locations. They're, they, they do high volume. They have two reps that handle all the
1: tech calls. Two. Two. That's the one Jeez. thing that drives. How many how many branches they got?
2: I'd say probably twenty six.
1: Golly, and these God, are these are little branches. That's not enough. These are these are big. No, that's that's a high volume area anyway, man. They're they're handling big.
2: big companies, and it sucks because the the, the actual company is really good. The dis, distributor is really good, but they, that's the one problem they have, and. Um, I don't see them. They've been doing it for this way for five years. I don't see them changing it, um, and that's where a lot of texts had to become real texts because you can't wait for the callback. And at yeah. one point, at the beginning, at, right. you know, six months into COVID, they fired one of the text guys because they didn't want people. At, and so then it got ten times worse. Where you're like, Jesus, we need to we need to bring that guy on full time if they're not gonna have them.
1: Um, Well, and you, you wonder why these guys are so, you know, they finally get, you finally, yeah, they're grumpy as shit. I mean, I'm like, I'm that guy now, right? I'm that tech guy that I I don't want to be the guy that I used to call and be like, oh my God, I hate to call this guy right now. But, um, if he'll pick up the phone. So luckily the distributor we work for is, is small. Uh, I say small, we're, we're pretty good size, but we got, we got 11 in Georgia stores and we got one guy there for that and then i got five stores here so i swear to you like i know all the contractors that i have in every location like that's cool. it's so cool to have that you know one-on-one i mean we talk about fishing we talk i mean i'll help guys fix whatever brand they got going on you know as long as they're a customer of ours yeah. I mean, uh, because they can't get the other guys on the phone man yeah. it's ridiculous
2: that's that's where it's that's where it's kind of it gets a little squirrely for,
1: you know, there's a lot of value in that. man. There, I know guys don't want to put value on that, but I think there is.
2: I hate you know what I hate is when they put the guys in queue and then they tell them, oh, we're not going to do nothing until you do this, this and this fill out these seven page forms. And I'm like, come on, man, these guys don't need all that. Let's let's. I get it. Hey, if they don't have a manometer, a set of gauges and like the basics, like
1: I get it. Well then, you know, the call stops right there. Right. Yeah. I get, I get into that where I'm like, all right, so what's your gas, you know, what's your gas pressure? Uh, Yeah. I didn't check that. Right. I, I smell gas. And I'm like, I know you smell gas, dude. But we can't. <laughs> like, I know, trust me, I've been there. I, that's not telling me a whole lot. And, you know, it's it's the it's it's the delivery because um, I've been you know I've burnt some shit up I've flooded some stuff out like so I, I get it uh, but like we can't continue the call I don't know what the pressure is so I'm like look man get you a manometer hey swing by the branch I'll give you a discount on it and call me back you know yeah. um, one of the things like out
2: here um, which no place else in the country that I know of has is low knock systems yes everything and, you're all
0: low knocks and for which no one else is yeah, yeah
2: and, and and those things are a nightmare they literally uh, like they don't work they don't run <laughs> they like they they scream at every customer every customer we put in no no it's gonna be super quiet oh it's screaming the the, the, the motors <laughs> run at such a high rpm that like everything about them
1: is just wrong nobody's figured it out still to this yeah point. i've never even put my eyes on one oh, you don't
2: want to even though they say it's going to go a national thing they no it, it's no. not going to because they can't perfect it out here most people just switch over to heat pumps now well that's uh, what they want they yeah want there's a, yeah. they want everything to be yeah yeah so but it, it, it goes back to customer service you guys are providing a good you know quality service people are going to go back to you um and that's even on our side. You know, you you provide a good service and you answer your phone. You know, you're you not hiding from customers. A lot of these guys will hide from customers. You know, I get that customer that somehow got my cell phone number and I'm like, God. Oh, yeah. And they'll call <laughs> me or text me 17 times a day. Hey, the project's doing this, this. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Cool. All right, great. Thank you. Thank you for the business. But you have to really like engage with your customers. And for me, it's a little difficult at this point in my career just because I'm working on some other things, but I really, I value, you know, those guys that are the three and four man guys that have to understand the value of their customer because they should be driving off referrals. Right. They need to to focus focus in on the referrals. They got to focus in on what they're doing for their clients and making sure those clients are shouting from the rooftops, their names
1: because yeah that's free you know that's that, free leads right there that
2: that is 100% so it, again it just boils back down to you know the trades and what's happening to our trades and you know we we're, we're going to come to this big deficit is is anybody really doing anything to change that I, the the biggest change that I've seen over the past few years to change that is the social media guys throwing stuff out there and really engaging with others um in right trying to show people that there's more than just getting your nails dirty and dirty ass hands and some calluses there's like there's a
0: there's a there's a pot of gold at the end of that rainbow if you just put the time in well i think right. that's you know that's half the reason dennis and i wanted to do this is we just wanted to bring the fact that it's not just HVAC. I mean, there's a whole community out here that we can all be a part of and we can all be friends and we can all, we can all make sure everybody has a better day or has a better chance of being successful because like you said before, everyone is just, there's so many people that just want to hate, 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 because uh, unfortunately I guess they just got out of bed wrong every day. The rest of the beginning of their life, they don't want to see anyone succeed because maybe they don't know how to succeed. I don't know. Um, You know, we wanted to be able to come into this and have a different perspective, but say, you know what, just because we're doing, we're in this industry in a different field than so many other of you guys now, we still get it. We were there too. So we want to talk about all of it now. Yeah. Yeah, There's a million things to
1: get into in HVAC, man. There's a million things to get into. Yeah, we
0: wanted to be able to just come out and have fun and, you know, remind these guys that there's so much cool about Our trade and our industry, and there's so much more we can always do. There's like people don't understand how much
2: there really is in HVAC, and I'm not talking dollars. I'm, you know, the immensity of the industry is the same. The industry, I've done every aspect of this industry, and when I say that, I mean, I fucking mean it. Uh, From, you know, my brother in law used to have me doing, you know, squared arounds and deco tops in copper. You know for homes residential homes all the way up to massive commercial projects you know Mm -hmm. 100 ton systems there's there's such a wide array of things for our industry you can you can do pretty much if you want to be you know an office an office guy there's plenty of office positions from you know uh a purchasing agent to dispatching to sales to uh, sales lead coordination to operations manager, general managers, sales managers, you know, install managers to, you know, warehouse managers. Like There's, depending on the size of the business, there's so many different ways you can go. One of the ones I really like is operations managers. I I feel like there's such a big need for those guys out there. And how do you develop one of those guys? How you develop them is not some guy out of college. You're going to bring a guy up through the industry that got every aspect of the industry and understood it. And then you put him in as an operations manager, because then he can understand and sympathize with the homeowners, with the technicians, with the installers, with the office staff, that creates a great operations manager and a general manager. So there's, there's so many different ways you can go about this industry, you know, from commercial, um, to residential, to new construction, um, there, there's just a lot of fun aspects. It's not just, and I, I know I'm beating a dead horse, it's not just blue collar, man. It's, it's a really, there's white collar. You know, years ago, 2008, they made a, in one of the companies, we made a, a, a conscious effort to change it to a white collar industry. And next thing you know, we're all wearing suits and ties to work every day. And it's 124 degrees outside, and you're wearing a suit, <laughs> high and you're used to wearing a t-shirt and jeans, being yeah. you know, a office manager or a branch manager or something like that. You know, going to full-blown suits, it was it was a little awkward for the first you know few months, and then next thing we know, we looked good, we felt good, people looked at us differently. It, it was a game changer for us. But again, we boil back to, you know, always circle back to. Our industry has not changed enough. At least for me, it hasn't changed enough. You know, we're gonna do some different refrigerants here shortly. Who cares? You know, it's gonna change
0: until 2050, right? Twenty. Well, Uh, we change what from 2025 to what? So we got two years. We got we got all new standards in ten months. We've got new refrigerant in two years and ten months, possibly, unless they blow it again.
2: You know why they won't bump, they won't just change it to what we're going to do in 15 years is because everybody's not going to make field piece and I'm not bad mouth field piece or any of the products. All the manufacturers, everybody gets extra money when we do those product changes, right? Like when they did that right. rollout for Low Knocks out here in California, all these techs had to pay anywhere from 1200 to $1,800 for these Machines that had to put these little printouts mm-hmm. and stick them on the insides of the machines saying that this was properly, you know, turned on basically. <laughs> That's like blow door um, properly squealing. <laughs> Everybody
0: had and to buy a $5,000 kit to do it.
2: Yeah, it's still, and it, for the Lonox thing, that still didn't even fix anything. But again, it's everybody's getting their piece of pie. I would love to see our industry stand up and go, hey, look. We know where we need to go. We know we need to do something different. This is, whether it's, hey, let's build this, some 30-seer system, some 25-seer system, whatever it is. There's enough smart guys in this industry to figure that out. And then let's build yeah. some real universities, whether it's a six-month university to be a you know a maintenance tech to a two-year college to be a general manager and have them go through the, the actual school and have something actually developed throughout that process. That would be uh, uh, something very cool to happen. You know, um, there's just, Oh yeah. There's just nothing there for our industry other than the reason why is we're all fat and happy and we're just kind of cruising down that same path that we keep on doing and we're getting double digit profits. Cool. Everybody's good. Now we got private equity into our space. All right, cool. We're making more and that's it. Everybody's cool. And, I
1: would love to see something change. But well, sounds like uh, sounds like you might be the guy to do it, man.
2: I, I got to say, I'm w- watching my security cameras at my home right now, and we have coyotes. Um, and I li- <laughs> I literally live on the the sand, and I'm watching a coyote run in circles out the middle of our street, um, probably chasing somebody's little dog. That's funny.
1: Well, there's Keith's critter story. I was going to say, we know,
0: <laughs> we know of a guy in Texas that can take care of those coyotes for you.
2: I could take care of myself, but I live down, I live literally <laughs> in the middle of the beach. So that will not happen. I, a little side note, I have a great day, and every morning I get up at five and I take him for a walk and we go run on the beach. And literally, coyotes have circled us. And I've been like, all right, screw it. Brightland, go get them. And I'll just turn him loose. He's 185 pounds. These coyotes are <laughs> 30 pounds, and they take off running like for the hills. I got some good videos of them. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's he's gone now. But it's uh, we ha- we have a pack of about three to four that are always in our little neighborhood looking for those little uh, miniature dogs that are running around. They're looking for my dogs. The ankle biters. We're looking for mine. <laughs> yeah. When they came across my big guy, they didn't realize what what they came across,
1: I think. (laughs) The mini pony. Yeah. I thought that was a horse.
2: What? Everybody calls him horse when they see him.
1: Well, look, man, we don't want to keep you too long. I got to go to the gym at like 5 o'clock, so I'm struggling here. Hey, Um, that's what makes you, man. Right there. That's right. Is that 5 a.m. wake up. I, I feel like we could. I feel like we could talk for hours on yeah, here. I mean, you got, it's, a uh, you're definitely throwing down the same vibe. We are, um, and you know, keep going on podcasts, man. We're all trying, you know, actually, I think, well, well we're going to have well, a, what's, a podcast guy on a podcast. Well, that's, what's
0: funny is you just did Gil's show and you just did our show, but then we, Dennis and I have got to be, we're at a conference next week. And then the week after that Gil's coming on our show. So oh, nice. We've kind of we've yeah, kind I guess of we're just it. gonna talk about yeah, podcasts. We're just gonna keep talking about our shows about. over and over. Like, man, when you ask Keith about this, what do you think about this? Well, I asked him this, and what do you think about this? We'll just we'll just talk about Keith the whole time. <laughs> That's
2: funny. There you
0: go. I I went to um well
2: when I was in Vegas, I afterwards I got a bunch of people, you know, um reaching out to me to go on a bunch of different podcasts. And so it's it's funny because you get books, you know, so far out on podcasts and it's trying to I don't want to keep on beating a dead horse. And so I always try and like, I want to keep everybody interested because that's the goal, right? You guys are trying to build more of the industry and yep. I want people to hear yeah. more than just, you know, my story. I want them to hear like what's going on in the industry, what needs to
0: change and what the possibilities are for all of us. Well, and I love the right. fact that, you know, we're doing a podcast now we can, you know, day in, day out, we see the same markets. You know, that's really all we see. You know, we yeah. can reach out to all you guys all over the country and we get to, we get to learn so much just here in perspective of a different market. Um, it's always interesting. Oh, I mean, every town, ta- every town is, so different. is uh, it's
1: great. It's so different. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Cause so when I travel and I teach or go talk to people, you know, one of the funniest things I, I hear is, well, you don't know my market. And I'm like, <laughs> All right, well let's talk about your market what, what's your market like everybody's cheap okay so you're like every other market
1: <laughs> yeah so what what so what's your market like yeah that, you didn't, that's everywhere
2: people are funny like they don't understand that like, HVAC is HVAC um, as long as you treat your customers right you'll you'll gain your market um, there's there's not much more than other than customer service give good quality service.
1: And you'll you'll gain market share. Yep. Oh yeah. All right, man. Well, appreciate it again for coming on the show. Yes, it was great Thanks time. for having me. You crushed it. You're you're straight pro on here. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we gotta send you a check after this.
2: All right, I'll give you my address. <laughs> oh I was gonna say I bet <laughs> you won't go.
1: say no to that. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, actually you got to shoot us your address. Uh, we got to sh- give you some stickers. Yeah, definitely. We'll send you some stuff in the mail. Yeah. Uh, put our, put our brand out there. Yep. That's, you know,
2: I'll, I'll do the same thing. You sent it to me. I'll send you guys stuff back and, um, you gotta, you gotta send me, um, you know, some posts so I can put it out there on social media.
0: Yeah, um, we will. And I'll, I'll start building all that stuff. Cause this will go out. Um, this will go out next week.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah. Next, next Friday. Yeah. So. Fantastic. Well, cool. Yeah, well, cool, man. We'll keep keep pounding and uh, let us know. We'll we'll have you back on after you uh, break some ground over there on some stuff.
2: Yeah, I'll definitely, um, like I told Gil and told everybody, I'm I'm excited uh, and uh, happy to come back on so we can tell the trades uh, and really what's going to happen in the industry.
0: Dude, that was a great freaking time. I have to say that. I could listen yep. to him talk all night, um, but eventually we actually have to go to bed and go do our job in the morning.
1: Yeah, he's probably getting ready to eat some dinner. I know, there in California. I know he, he's he's ready to eat some pillow. Yeah, he's he's settled in from that
0: that nice smooth brown liquor, and uh, oh yeah, now he's whistle. He is ready
1: for dinner now. I knew he was gonna bring some whistle pig on here, dude.
0: That's I know. I hate
1: that. I should have if I had known that. I'd have busted that other one out because I still hadn't opened it yet. This Basil Hayden I got, my buddy Rod the the Canadian, he got it for me for my birthday. Toast. Um, yeah, so I like, uh, you know, it is what it is, man. I like getting guys like that on here that are that are crushing it. Um, hopefully, some of our smaller guys got something out of it you know that's the whole idea um once again there's always you know haters gonna hate when it comes to anybody selling (laughs) and closing a job you know um it it's just what it is what it is man i don't know how else to look at it well and the the thing Um, is you know the, the great
0: thing about keith you know i said it when he we were talking earlier too is you know he came through from the beginning, just like the most of us, just like the the three to four guys, that, you know, companies we have now. that right. started from the bottom, you know, you know, he took an opportunity. When he was 12 to learn something and he's turned it into something totally different, you know. Right. But what's wrong with that? I wish we all did that.
1: Yeah. I mean, you got to have guys like that in your town. You do. Believe it or not to set the bar high for everybody um you don't want to go out there and just be the undercut guy because at the end of the day you're probably not profitable um even though you're getting every job that you go to you're not profitable you know what I mean you, you can't just undercut everybody no and uh, you know we see this all the time I have and
0: you know when we just went through February which is always, no one wants to hear a weather report. I know I've heard it a million times. Um, you know, no one wants to hear this excuse for that excuse. But typically, on average, February is not always the greatest month. Right. And, you know, middle of February, it never fails. I've got two, three, four guys are like, man, like, I just don't know how these guys are doing it. They're going out here and they're doing these jobs for 4200 bucks underneath me just to get work. And I'm like, well, they're doing it just because they need to get work, man. I said, and they don't even realize that they're actually hurting themselves doing that. Yeah, they're not profitable. I said, I said, you can't you can't expect to be here, but go play down in the dirt with them down here and expect to stay where you are. No. You know, you've got to... Don't st- work just to work. Don't work just to work. You've got to stick to your plan. But now that also means you actually have to have a plan if you've got somewhere you want to go. Right but you know we I see it every year and it, it amazes me you know these guys i still am amaze how many of them have survived you know survived through all this mess to still be out there just trying to undercut everybody it, it blows my mind with everything that's happened in the industry the last couple of years and i mean anyway, that's just testament to, you know at least you know maybe those guys are just hustling harder but that if they knew how to turn that hustle into something else they could be so much more successful you don't know right um but it's it's interesting to see
1: what's where we're going. Well, that was a good show. We got uh got a little we're content. Take a break. Got a little content yeah, out of there. We might uh try to sneak in a recording next week, maybe. Um or at least a live maybe stream Maybe just or two. Me and Ryden might record. Maybe
0: you yeah, know, maybe just us or maybe a live just stream, who knows? I don't know. Okay. You never know.
1: <laughs> All right, well. Thanks for listening, HVAC crew, and uh, check out Swag Shop. I'm working on some T-shirts and some more sweet stickers. We got it. Yeah, we got to come up with some more stickers, and I think I want to get a bottle opener on there. Just throwing that out there. Like it, like it. So we'll see y'all again next week. Take it easy, everybody. Have a good one.